Hello, friends. I am your host, Brad Roland. As usual here on the podcast, I will say as a plug, by the time you're listening to this, you will probably see another podcast interview, but if you don't, it's coming very, very soon. I am going to play the entire Travis Schlenk press conference that transpired at about 8 p.m. Eastern time on Monday about the Lloyd Pierce parting of ways that transpired on Monday. I normally do not do this, but I'm going to go ahead and give you the full context. You can hear the questions, you can hear the answers, all of what Travis had to say, and then I'll have my more polished thoughts uh, coming for episode 941, which you probably already see, but if you don't, hold on tight, it's coming. But uh, here is uh, Travis addressing the media on Monday. All right. Um, listen, um, I appreciate you all taking the time out to join us this evening. Um, I'd like to open up by thanking Coach Pierce, LP, and his wife, Melissa, for everything they've done uh, for the Atlanta Hawks organization and really the city of Atlanta over the last uh, two and a half years. Um, any Anytime you make these decisions, um, they're never easy and they're, they're very difficult. Um, but we felt like um, for the Atlanta Hawks to move forward and to accomplish what we set out to do this season, it was the right time to make this move. Um, again, um, not easy and certainly difficult, um, but I want to uh, open it up to you guys with that. All right. Thank you, Travis. We will get into Q&A with the first question coming from Chris Kirshner. Why did you decide that now, instead of letting these final two games play out, was the right time instead of waiting until the All-Star break? Well, as I said, there's never a perfect time for this, right? Uh, whether it be yesterday, whether it be tomorrow, whether it be today. Um, you know, but the one thing that we felt is once once we made the decision, we thought it best just to move forward. Uh, if the decision had been made, uh, we didn't think that it made a lot of sense to wait 48 hours to do it. Sarah Spencer. Hey, Travis. Um, I know you said this is just kind of the best thing for the organization, but were there any deciding factors, anything specific you could point to that wasn't quite up to expectations? Well, you know, as we said at the beginning of the season, you know, our, our goal was to have progress this year to, to move forward. And we just felt like that wasn't happening as quickly as we wanted it to. Um, so uh, again, uh, th these are not easy decisions. These are, these are real life decisions that affect, you know, multiple families and they're not easy. Um, but we felt like for the organization, it was the, the best thing for us to do moving forward. Uh, if I could ask a follow-up, just how much confidence do you have in Nate McMillan stepping up as interim coach? I, I think Nate's, um, resume speaks for itself. You know, I, I have a ton of confidence in coach McMillan, uh, moving forward. Zach Klein. I got a quick follow-up on Sarah's question. Does, does Nate get any more uh, contract years or dollars for doing this? Uh, we don't disclose our employment agreements. And the second question is, you know, you guys have, I think, the mo second most games lost to injury this year. Um, you know, you could argument can be made that Coach Pierce, Travis, didn't have a full complement of players. Um, how could you assess what he's done knowing that the pieces you built him during the offseason were never at his disposal? Yeah, no, no question. Um, we certainly had our share of injuries. Um, you know, we've, 
you know, we just we just made the decision. We felt like we needed a, a new voice uh, moving forward for the second half of the season to give us the, the best opportunity to get where we wanted to go. Alex Glaze. Hey, Travis, just just curious, you're, you're saying we um, a lot, just who was involved in the decision making and I guess what was the what were the discussions? Yeah, well, everything, every decision I make is a collective decision with my front office. Um, you know, I'm not a man sitting in my office by myself with the doors closed. So, you know, I, I, am, I have a whole group in the front office, whether it's during the draft or free agency or in decisions like this. So it's the folks in my front office. And just as a, a follow-up, I guess, to that, were, were there any players involved or did you pick any brains uh, to kind of see what they thought about, about that? Because it seems like, you know, People like Lloyd, just wondering if they if you picked any brains. Yeah, no, um, certainly didn't go around to each player asking their opinion on stuff, you know, but I, I certainly am around the team, um, you know, especially this year with the COVID situation. I've been with the team all year long. Um, so, you know, I feel like I have a pulse on, on the team. Jeff Schultz. Travis, hirings and firings usually are ultimately the owner's decisions. So, if we can assume here that this ultimately was the owner's decision, um, when was that decision made exactly? And can you say why Tony is not on this phone call? Well, as I said, this this was a decision made by myself and my basketball operations staff. Certainly, Tony, you know, signs off on all major moves we make on the basketball side or on the business side, as far as that goes. Um, but th this wasn't a decision that that Tony made. And sure, exactly, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jeff. I was going to say, when exactly was the decision made? Uh, we, we came to the decision earlier this morning. Is sure. You, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is there any reason why you guys allowed um, your coach to go ahead and... Yeah, listen, as I said, there's never a good time. Um, we... By the time that, you know, we got to practice and everything done, you know, we, I just waited till we got back to the hotel and I sat down with LP. Sure. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Travis, uh, you had mentioned earlier about Nate's resume and how it speaks for itself. How much did that play a role in the decision, being comfortable making this decision, knowing that you all likelihood you'd be handing the reins over to Nate? Uh, well, so when we made the decision, we weren't 100% uh, certain that, um, you know, we'd be handed over to Nate. Um, you know, listen, I, listen, I, two and a half years ago, you know, I hired LP and, you know, I hope that we'd be together for, for a long time and certainly wanted it to work out. Um, and when Nate joined us last year, certainly didn't envision being in the situation we are today. Um, but to, to, I guess to answer your question, uh, it, it is, I suppose, a comfort knowing that we have an experienced head coach um, to answer your question. And, and along those, those same lines, uh, with Nate taking over on an interim basis, and you, you had mentioned that, you know, contra contractual stuff, that's private, I get that. But were there some basketball concerns that you had to address with Nate to make him feel comfortable taking over the in, this job interim? And if so, what were some of those basketball concerns if he had any? You know, not really. To be completely frank with you, Nate and I um, 
we didn't speak a whole lot, you know, this afternoon after we got back from practice and I sat down with coach Pierce and, you know, we talked, um, he, he wanted to speak to his coaches and, um, you know, I, I told him our hope was that coach McMillan would take the job, but, you know, he wanted to speak with him first and I respected that. And then I, and then I talked to, um, to coach, uh, McMillan. So there were, there wasn't a lot of concerns on his end by the time we spoke, you know, he was aware of the situation. Charles Odom. Um, revisiting, um, you, you, you say you acknowledge, obviously, that there's, there's been a significant uh, number of injuries this year. Um, looking past that, um, can you say, um, was there one thing that, that um, uh, concerned you about the lack of progress with Coach Pierce, and specifically did the um, losing fourth quarter leads on a consistent basis, is that something that led to this, this decision? Uh, no, listen, I, I think it's, it's, we tried to take a much broader picture as opposed to looking down to the micro stuff like that. You know, the, my job is to take a macro view of the whole situation. Um, and, you know, we just felt like at this time to be able to move forward to where we want to go, this was the right decision for us. Eric Jackson. Hey Travis, I know you said this wasn't a this was a group decision, but what has the conversation been like between you and Tony just leading up to today's announcement? Obviously, he's supportive, but wondering if you could share a glimpse into you know the direction of the franchise from his point of view. Uh, well, I don't I don't think it's any secret. Tony um, is very passionate and wants the organization to be successful, um, and you know he he's willing to give us all the resources that we need to be able to do that. Um, and you know up until this point. Uh, in my tenure here, he's been extremely ex supportive of any decision I feel like we needed to make. Um, and this was the same situation here. Thanks. Terrell Thomas. Hey, Travis, a uh, two-part question. Have you had a chance this evening uh, since uh, the departure of Coach Pierce to speak to any of the players? Have any of the players reached out to you? And uh, what will you be looking for? Do you have any hope? that uh, Coach McMillan will take the job on full term and remove the interim tag? Um, yeah, so we were able to reach out to all the guys on the team uh, between myself and the staff. And then I saw some of them here at the hotel. Um, and, you know, we plan obviously to meet with them tomorrow with the group. Uh, obviously been busy uh, returning texts uh, to a lot of you guys and a lot of other people around the league, as you can imagine. Um, and then as far as the interim tag, listen, we, we, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I have the utmost confidence in Coach McMillan, but, you know, let's let's go ahead and um, get through the first few weeks here, and then we'll, we'll worry about that once we get there. Thank you. Jared Weiss. You know, a lot of franchises, when they go through a rebuild, they want to bring in a coach that they know will be able to develop the young talent as it's coming in. Do you feel like at this point that you're in a, in a transition where you want to look for in your next head coach that becomes a permanent head coach, someone that can really turn this and build the winning habits and turn this into a winning club and that has experience in winning? Um, well, I mean, I, I guess it's kind of an open-ended question there, <laughs> Jared. Um, we, Listen, we're right now, uh, we feel like Coach McMillan's um, going to give us the best chance um, that 
for the goal we set out for this year, which is to get into the, you know, the expanded playoff picture. Fred Khalil. Yeah, Travis, how tough is it for you to have to fire the guy that you hired that you thought was going to be the guy of the future here? Yeah, listen, um, you know, I don't, I don't know if you guys in your jobs ever have to let people go. Um, you know, I've been um, fortunate or unfortunate enough, however you look at it, to be in a position to have to fire people in the past. And, and I can tell you, it, it's an extremely difficult thing because you're not talking about one person, you're talking about their family. And a situation when you start talking about coaches, you're talking about their assistant coaches, you're talking about their video staff. So, you know, a decision like this, I certainly don't take lightly. Um, you know, I, I've been in the NBA for a long time and fortunately been in a position to be able to do this. And these are not decisions that I take lightly at all. These, these, these decisions affect families and multiple families. Thank you. Gary Washburn. Hey, Travis, um, you, this was your first coaching hire has been mentioned and you hired a first time head coach. Um, was there something that didn't develop that you wanted to develop in terms of a coaching style or the command, or did something kind of drop off over time? Like how did like kind of the, the culture, uh, how did that the culture form and did it form in the way you wanted to form or was there something that you said, okay, things just never developed? Yeah, um, you know, listen, the, the, these these decisions, like they're 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 difficult, man. Um, you know, you're you're there every day. You're watching. You're evaluating, and you know, it just it just felt like we needed a new voice to take that next step. Um, and like I said, there, there's never a good time to make that change. Um, but just this is a sense that I had, the sense that I had with my staff who, you know, are around every day. It felt like we needed to make that change so we could make that next step. And I know that's probably vague, but I mean, that, that's honestly, honestly the truth. Dan Matthews. Uh, Travis, to kind of go off of that, too, I mean, how much of this is on the guys who have been here, like Trey, John, and others that you drafted, but also, too, I mean, players that you brought in this season to hopefully be able to put you over the top and, and get into the postseason? Yeah, listen, um, I don't think that you would go down any person on our roster right now, and if they were being honest with you, they'd tell you that they've they've over – overproduced or had a great season. I think when you, you go down the line, like that's, that's, that's on starts with me, right? Like I'm, <laughs> I'm at the top. So the, you know, that, that starts with me. Um, but I think if you would have an honest conversation with all our players, you know, they would tell you the same, like we, we, we haven't lived up to expectations on where we thought we'd be as a team. Um, and I think if you asked them individually, we'd, they're, they're not happy with the way they performed. Um, you know, it's unfortunate, um, but I think that's the truth as well. Thank you. Chris Vivillamore. Travis, I'm just, the fourth quarter issues have been well documented, and I'm wondering 
when push comes to shove, is that kind of what you were looking at to see the failings on where this team could get better? You know, um, I'm not going to say that that was the the ultimate reason. I mean, certainly, obviously, in in this business, it all comes down to wins and losses, right? And that's where the fourth quarter matters. So from that aspect, it, it certainly is a factor. But um, I, I don't think that that's the sole reason. I just feel like for us to be able to accomplish what we set out to do this year, that this was the right time to make this decision. Kevin Taylor. Uh, hi, Travis. Uh, just a couple of questions right quick. Number one, uh, going into the game tomorrow, are there going to be any other meetings between uh, you as management, Nate McMillan, the players and so forth before the game? Yeah, Coach McMillan and I will sit down tomorrow morning with the players uh, for our first official meeting with them. Like I mentioned earlier, you know, we, we've spoken with all of them this evening, but we'll have our first um, full team meeting tomorrow morning. Okay, and then the second question I had is, you talked about how difficult of a decision this is from a coaching standpoint, a team standpoint, but Lloyd Pierce has been your friend. And of course, we all know he was your first hire, but just talk about from an emotional standpoint that uh, this has been difficult for you by him being your friend. Yeah, listen, uh, like I said, <laughs> it's 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 certainly not an easy decision and certainly not one that I took lightly. So it's uh, it's been a, a ta taxing day. Thanks. Alec McQuaid. Hey, Travis, you keep mentioning that you would you are hoping to get a new voice uh, for these players. When Nate took over earlier in the season, did you notice um, the players react in a different way for those couple of games that he was in charge? I mean, it, it's, it was such a small sample size, right? Three games. Um, so, so it's tough to really say, um, you know, I, I think in regards to Nate, the, what I would say is that, you know, he has that presence about him. He has that experience about him. So we have the confidence that, you know, he'll be able to, to hopefully bring that out of our guys um, with it, with his own presence, with his own confidence. Um, but it, I think it would be uh, pretty, I don't know what the right word is, but um, I don't know that you can say that you get a good read on a, a person just from watching him coach three games, I guess. To follow up on that, did you pick up on anything? I know you just said small sample size, but was there something that stuck out to you? Uh, no, just 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 his general uh, presence during a game. I mean, obviously, I've seen Coach McMillan coach all the way back to when he's in the Supersonics, and I was in Golden State and I coached against him. So, you know, obviously I have a ton of respect for him as a person. Um, I have a ton of respect for, you know, his his ability to – his humility that he has on the sideline and, you know, just his ability to um, create a sense of calm with the guys, I think, um, which, you know, the hope would be – that you know that passes on to our guys uh, and to not get rattled and just to to be uh, calm out there and during the game that you know that's one of the things he he preaches is stay calm stay calm chris karshner how challenging has it been for yourself to evaluate the meaningful progress that you guys wanted to make this season with the amount of significant injuries you guys have had 
Yeah, no, it, it, I mean, listen, it's certainly certainly been an issue. We're not, we're not going to sit here and, you know, blame the injuries for where we are. But, um, you know, as we approach the trade deadline here in 24 days, it certainly makes it a little more difficult as we go into it, not ever having had a game this year, I think, where we've been at full strength, um, you know, with all, all the guys we signed this summer. Um, so it, it makes it a little more challenging, but you know we're not going to sit here and blame the injuries for where we are either. In a follow-up, I mean, the past two seasons that Lloyd has coached, I mean, obviously you guys were in rebuilding mode, and and this year was the first year where there were you know expectations to meet the playoffs. Do you feel like ultimately 34 games of you know a season where there's expectations is enough to evaluate the job Lloyd has done? Well, as I mentioned. When you, when you make these decisions, man, there, there really isn't, there is no good time, no good place. Um, but once you make that decision, I just feel like you owe it to everyone to, to go through with it. And, and that's what we did. Sarah. Uh, Travis, obviously this is a crazy season in general, and now you have a kind of coaching shift. What gives you confidence that you guys still can get into the playoffs or um, the play-in tournament or whatever it may be? Well, I think the fact that we have uh, 38 games left and we're three games out of sixth or fifth right now. Um, so we have Yeah, you're 11th right now. Yeah, but we're three games out of sixth or fifth. Is that correct in the standings? So the, the the point being, we we have a we have a ton of basketball to play, and, and we're still we're still right there. It's not like we're ten games out of the playoffs or anything like that. We're we're a couple games out. So you know you have one good week, and, and you're right back into it. Zach Klein, you set up my next question, Travis, because you are only three games out of the five seed. There are nearly forty games left. What's the downfall of waiting? and making this decision at the end of the year when over this next three or four weeks, the goal is to get to the playoffs, your guys will be coming healthy, and why not just wait? Well, as I mentioned, I think as soon as you come to the rationale that, you know, it's time to make a change, uh, I just think it's clean and better for everyone involved to, to make that change. I think we've got three more. Uh, first from Jeff Schultz. Travis, unless I missed it, you, you've said, you know, once you come to that decision, make that rationale, you just go ahead and make the change. But I don't know if you've really specifically said how you reached that conclusion yet. If, with all those other guys, not with all the guys not being in the lineup. Yeah, no, I, I think, Jeff, the, the, the big thing was is just judging how we felt things were going. Um, you know, from where we started and then we had the injuries and then just kind of the trajectory on, we felt like we needed to have some sort of change to change the trajectory, if that makes sense. And then the other thing is, again, unless I missed it, what was Lloyd's reaction? I mean, I know the other day when he spoke, he, in some ways there was some sense of inevitability maybe, but obviously he had just come back from a, a practice today and yeah, I mean, I, I won't go into great detail um, about my private conversation with him, but I will tell you that he handled it um, as about as honorably and gracefully as you would imagine. 
Thanks. We will go to Alex Glaze. Hey, Travis, just now that the decision has been made and you know, you've know you laid out goals for this season um, pretty clearly, just what, what, what kind of pressure do you feel now uh, to, to reach that? Because, I mean, you made the big decision and now it's like it's on you. How much pressure are you feeling now? Uh, listen, man, anytime you take my job or coaching job in any professional sport, like the, there's pressure the meet as soon as you take the job um, that, that just comes with the territory. So it doesn't really matter what day of the week it is, whether it's game one or game 82, you feel pressure. Trust me. Your kids come home and tell you that uh, the other kids in the school are talking about you. That That's when you feel the pressure. I guess, do you, do you feel any more now that than the general, now that you've, you know, laid it uh, out? No, listen, I, I don't. Um, like I said, this is, this has been, this has been a rough day, you know, um, just because of, everything that's taken place in my relationship with Coach Pierce, but, um, you know, the pressure that I have from the start of the season to the day, that has not changed. It's, it's the same pressure. Final question from Tanitra Batiste. Hey, Travis. Um, when Nate McMillan took over as acting head coach, one of the things that Solomon Hill said was that Nate was built for this. And just after the game against the Pacers, Cam Reddish talked about, um, the just the phenomenal preparation that Nate had for them. Did any one of the players specifically have any reaction or any comments or share anything when you shared with them the change from Lloyd Pierce to Nate McMillan today? No, I wouldn't say that they, um, you know, I think most of them were taken back. I don't think um, they, they expected to get that phone call. Um, like I said, it, it, it's one of those things I'm sure that like most of you guys, you know, it, it wasn't something that anyone expected to hear this afternoon, I guess. Is thank the, you. Travis, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you, guys.